check check two one two. I guess happy Thursday. Don't let her touch your Batman car because she's gonna break it. From us to you. Toys. This is Cal and KO, and KO is in the building. We've got kids in the building. We're brought to you by Anchor. We always appreciate you for hanging out with us. We got the kid in in the princess on the floor playing with Ninja Turtles and Steph Curry dolls and she's just not happy. Pianos. Jet brings all the great toys, and she's like, you know what? No, I don't want this one. I want something different. Like, what is it you want? Yeah, <laughs> but it's okay. She just wants the company. She just likes hanging out with Jet. There it is. That's dope. So, yo, man, he's in the building. I, I promised it on the show last night. We're going to talk we some football. Like, I can't, I couldn't talk football without you being here. You know what I mean? Like, it's just weird. That's, that's Playoffs. Like you, that's like you doing a whole set. Like, you do a whole podcast about DJing. Like, and you're knowledgeable on it, but it would make sense for you to have me there with that. Um, so, yo, we're talking football. We're doing the 2017 recap, going into the playoffs. Um, let's get right to it, man. What's the first, like, what? Titans and Chiefs this Saturday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's I, go playoffs. I don't know how happy of a game I'm gonna, that's going to be. I mean, excited to watch that game. Like, the Titans all year have not been anything intriguing. I agree. All of a sudden, now they're in the playoffs. I mean, I can think of a couple of the teams that might be a little more interesting to watch. Baltimore, maybe, but they're but they 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 jacked their own fate up by losing that game last second to the Bengals. Like, I think I think the Chargers actually were a little more exciting because they came from nothing from the bottom, rallied back a great rally back to even being in contention, being mentioned for their name to be there in the playoff picture and not making it in. I think it's kind of lackluster to have somebody like Tennessee get in there who barely beat. The Jaguars, who are definitely going to be in there, and, and I mean them. Do you think them losing to t- uh, Tennessee is a, a precursor for the playoffs? That they're a fluke team? Uh, who Jacksonville? Yeah, that could be. Or do you think they're just kind of like chilled out because you know it's the last game of the year and they're already in, so or they're going to save it for the playoffs? Or some? Yeah, I think they probably were saving some for the playoffs. Oh, she's sad. Jet, what are you doing? You know, kids get to that weird age where they want attention but don't want attention. They want you to hold them, but they want you to let them walk around. Yeah, she's that. She's yeah. there right now. Yeah, she's like bombarded by all these toys, but she wants none of it. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, it sounds it's good. It's gonna be okay. Okay. We're just trying to record. This break brought to you by Kleenex. When your kid cries so much that the nose starts running, you want to make sure the Kleenex has lotion in it, so that way you're not rubbing them raw on their nose. Every time you try to wipe their nose, they get mad again. It cries more. Come here. Come on. Kaya will be right back. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and get let's get through some of this 2017 recap while he's handling the baby situation. We keep it moving over here. This is not an edit. Um, first thing that stands out to me about the, the 2017 football year in review was all the injuries. And it was, I mean, people get hurt in this game all the time, but there were a lot of injuries to star players all the way through the season like it was ridiculous like what was your most damaging injury you think the most damaging injury to me was deshaun watson getting hurt and the and the houston texans losing their quarterback their rookie quarterback he came in and that team already had a great defense and they needed a quarterback he took the starting job and he started balling and then he tore his acl and they went back to being the texans of the last few years with, you know, suspect quarterback play. And then J.J. Watt got hurt as well, who's their star on defense. Then they lost Whitney Merciless, their star linebacker on defense. But that team was moving. 
when they had Deshaun Watson playing that quarterback position. Like, I think the most damaging injury was the uh, Carson Wentz injury for mm. Philadelphia because they had so many high hopes of doing very well, getting into the playoffs and actually becoming a contender for the Super Bowl. I mean, there really were there was a lot of a lot of high hopes for that team, and I think that was very damaging. Second worst injury was Aaron Rodgers because the the Green Bay Packers were on target to be a force to reckon with and never got a chance to even show what they could have done this year. I agree with that, and um, it's always a sh- it's always a shame when one of the best quarterbacks in the game gets hurt, which Aaron Rodgers is. I see you on Carson Wentz, but the thing for Philly is their backup quarterback Nick Foles, who people may look at as suspect from when he Nick. played in St. Louis. He did pretty good in Philly before. When he was there, his first stint, he knows the system. And Philly's still in the playoffs. They have a chance to still fight for it. Like, Houston's, their season went to shit once Deshaun Watson went down. And the same for Aaron Rodgers. You know, Green Bay's season went to shit as well. But there were too, ma- there were too many injuries to really, th- from star players all throughout. And it changed the course of the season. Andrew Luck never got on the field for the Colts. You know, it's like... There's a lot of them. The running back, Dalvin Cook in Minnesota, he was a rookie. He was going to help them. And again, Minnesota still balled, but he got hurt. We can go down the names, but the injuries to star players and over bogus shit. The turf, uh, like, the weather, the weather, <laughs> the way you get tackled. <laughs> That's the worst. Get tackled wrong and get injured. That's the worst injury because people are doing everything right. And it's just something you can't control being tackled awkwardly. This is the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> no pun intended. You don't know pun intended. <laughs> OBJ. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. That just we get tackle. It's just man, just don't be a cookie, man. You know what I'm saying? Be some beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> be that raw, tough beef jerky that you can't really bite with just one set of teeth. Mm. You gotta have the alien set of teeth on the inside, the little mouth. Like <laughs> predator shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Calais is doing good now. And one of the other things that stood out to me about um, the NFL season, of course, was the politics of everything that went on. Um, it started last season with Cap, of course. It carried over into this season, but it didn't really hit the fan until Trump got involved. And then you had owners talking about inmates running the prison and all of this type of shit. Like, um, Somebody said the N-word sometime throughout the year. Yeah. Maybe it was unheard, but it was somebody said it. Oh, yeah, you know, they say that. <laughs> they say that enough. But th- yeah, the owner for the Panthers, Jerry Richardson, he's got to sell the team now because he was acting a damn fool with towards his employees. Um, a coach got caught doing cocaine because he was in love with a stripper. <laughs> T-Bain. So the NFL took a big hit when it came to their reputation. And then to get political and start dividing things, that was – We're not going to go through all of the. um, We're not bringing it all up to re-debate it, but it was there was a lot of shit that went on in the NFL and the personal aspect of the game. The personal aspect. Where are they going to go from here? The play of the game, and let's talk about the broadcasting. I mean, Harvey Weinstein influenced the NFL. Also, I mean, Harvey broadcasting Weinstein. in general. Yes. Oh, wow. Man, 2017 was the Weinstein year. <laughs> it was 20 Weinstein. Not 17, 2017. 20 Weinstein. 20 Weinstein. Hey, everybody, a litany of characters got put on the chopping block because of sexual misconduct. Yeah. 
a lot of uh, broadcasters in the newsroom. Yes. Yeah, a yeah, very, a very right. masculine, dom- a masculine dominated arena got dismantled because people trying to make room for equality, and it's not there because people are not abiding by the rules. People are, are misusing power and their masculinity, and it makes people feel uncomfortable. And then, bum, you lose a lot of star. Star power. Bro, there was a lot of stuff that went on between Cam Newton kind of clowning on the female reporter about, oh, it's funny listening to girls talk about routes. Between that and then. Um, we all the, know it was the, funny, too. It, it, was, it was funny. I mean, yeah, you know. It is funny. Think about it. It's kind of so, cool. Funny, cool. Not funny like, oh, this is stupid funny. Like, no, nah, funny, cool. Like, wow, I never thought that you come that technical with the routes. There you go, girl. Like, go, go you know, keep it going. Yeah. All he had to do was say, I meant it like a compliment, which is not what he did. He basically, yeah. he doubled down on that shit. Like, I ain't apologizing for shit. And da, 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 and you, you he know, apologize you, for that ugly hat he wore either. Yeah, man, the Cam Newton, that's, like that's, 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 a, that's a year in review topic right there. Cam Newton's outfits, homie, were like, what the hell is that guy doing, man? I, I don't, man. To the, younger, outfits to the younger generation, I would say, don't get so rich that you start dressing like your dead uncle. Come on, man. Let it go. Don't do it. Don't start wearing stuff. Just because you're rich, you should not start wearing things that if you wore it in school, you would have got made fun of. Just because you got money now don't mean you should wear that. People still going to clown you for wearing that shit. Like, you wouldn't go to school and sit in the quad with that shit at lunchtime. You wouldn't like so. Don't don't go go don't go to the podium thinking your shit is hella fly when when you got a fat Albert hat, some old ass Oakleys. I, I mean, I'm just putting. You look like you just a hot mess. Don't let your hubris allow you to think you could get away with doing certain things. That's what I'm saying. It goes back to Weinstein. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you're so strong, you're rich, you're powerful in Hollywood. Don't think you could just rip your old penis out and think everybody's gonna try to touch it. It's not going to fly like that. It ain't cool. Because you're a star quarterback and you make a lot of good plays don't mean you have great fashion sense and people are going to follow you and bite into what you're doing. You look dumb. You look better in your jersey. Stop wearing regular clothes. You look like a goofball. And here's the transition. Speaking of uh, amazing quarterbacks, what I take from 2017 is Tom Brady is not getting older. And if he is getting older by calendar year, he's not showing it on the field. Like, I remember somebody else making the comment that no quarterback – plays at that level once they hit 40 so by the time they hit 41 they hit the cliff like that's just what the numbers have factually shown you can be okay but you hit the cliff right Peyton all them starts got hurt hit the cliff right you can go down the line but Brady is balling Brady is absolutely balling he's balling like he's, I, I, it's he's, what I said before. Is like all the numbers in the world can tell you about what happened already, but they never predicts everything. You have to have the feel. And if the quarterback's gonna go out there and ball out, it's just gonna, it just happens. It's not like some numbers dictate that he should be going down. Like he's this old, he should start declining. We're gonna wait for the decline because he's old and I'm old, so I'm not playing, so he can't either. Don't put your limitations on somebody else. Just sit back and watch and see what happens. Don't be surprised. Just like you know what, if it happens, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. He'll retire when he's done. This is it is what it is. He's 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 the goat. I gotta give it to him, man. He's he's straight up the greatest. He's not him without his co- coach, though. I tell you that though. Yeah, he ain't the two together. It's, it's a package deal. Absolutely, no other quarterback has been fortunate enough to stay in the same system for the entire yeah. time. So, um, yeah, you actually, I, I need a uh, I need a sponsor to jump on board. Uh, or or gel. Or gel. Does anybody have Orajel? Because the kid is teething. That's what she's crying about. Right now. Oh. 
<laughs> or Joe, you should holler at us right now. Cali KO on the anchor. We'll be waiting for that. Send us that shipment. We're going to take a break and we're going to be right back. We got to take care of the kids because you know Cal and KO love the kids. We're going to talk some more football when we get back. Cal and KO, we're back. Brought to you by Anchor. We got a happy baby. We got uh, somewhat of a quiet place right now. We don't want to interrupt it because, you know, the kids will come back and disturb us. Let's get back into this football shit, man. You know, you want to let's let's start with the West Coast. Let's go AFC West, NFC West. Chargers. What thoughts do you have about the, the season the Chargers just had? Man, they, I mean, they, they had a hard-fought battle walking into the season with the fact that they're going to get into a, a new stadium, uh, transplanting from San Diego up to L.A., playing in, in a, a high school soccer field. I mean, you know, the whole cards were stacked against them, and they went out there, and it kind of got to them at the beginning of the season. It was a hard transition, as, you know, apparent in their play. And then all of a sudden, something just clicked, and they said, you know what? Let's not worry about the distractions. Let's get back to business. And then they, they wrapped off nine of them real quick. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, yeah. it, it, it just it shows that, you know, the fortitude of anybody in the league can come through once you just set your mind to winning games. And um, I, was, I was proud that they rallied back, you know, to show that they're still in it and that they're still a viable uh, franchise in the league. So my hat's off to them. I actually thought they were going to come back in and get to the playoffs, which would have been great. But, you know, they didn't make it yeah. is what it is. What I thought about the Chargers was – New city, same Chargers, which, <laughs> yeah, like, slow start. You're ready to give up on them. They reel you back in. They go win four or five in a row. You go, all right, we're not going to jump off the wagon yet. They, they're bringing us back in. We got hope. And then right when you're fully invested back in, they tank, Use which the- is what they did this season. And, and the only time that that hasn't happened – is when you guys were on the squad and you went 0-4 and you guys had to come back and get to 500 and beat the Broncos to win that division. Uh, Right? Yeah. That's the only time it's happened. But any other time in Chargers history that I can remember, they normally, unless they're balling all the way through the season, it's a roller coaster ride with the Chargers where they might start hot, then fade in the middle, and then start back hot. Or they start shitty, and then they get hot, and then they start slow. But it's this new city, same old Chargers. But my question, though, is when do you think it's time to at least start looking for the heir apparent for your former teammate, Phillip Rivers, and Mr. 80, number 85, Antonio Gates? Like, when they're, they're getting up there. Like, when do you start grooming the next guy? Do you wait until Phillip retires, or do you start bringing somebody in now? You definitely got to go after a first-round draft pick for the quarterback. You got to get somebody in that's that's noteworthy that can say, you know what, this is a guy, this is a guy that we feel confident that he'll receive the torch from Philip Rivers. A lot of guys are like, we're looking for him to pass the torch. You can't just pass the torch to somebody, you know what I mean? And then just they they're gone to another team like uh, Garoppolo. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. groom him for a while, and all of a sudden they get rid of him. I don't understand that, but whatever. Um, the in in the nature of the business is you you want guys to retire so that the new guy can come in because all the buzz is about the new guy, you know who's the new guy the new toys they want to get the young guys out there and see what the young guy can do. Uh-huh. For uh, a lot of times, <laughs> putting a young guy out there early on is not the business. Literally, it's not the business. It's not good for your business. <laughs> but um, they cash out on on older guys too fast, and you know there's still something left in the tank. And they come out and they prove you wrong. Peyton Manning was one you mentioned earlier. You know, uh, Tom Brady's still going strong in New England. 
and and uh, Peyton Manning was going strong, but got the injury. They started to doubt him, and then look, go to Denver and booyah. Yeah, don't cash them out too early. You know what I'm saying? Chips still worth something, man. Take them chips you won on the blackjack table. Grab your winnings, cash out there. Put them over there on the on the roulette wheel right before you go to cash out. And say, you know, what? I'm just gonna put a little bit on black. Bet on black, man. Like Busty Snipes said, bet Always on black. Bet on black. And bomb. You know, double your winnings real quick. You know what I'm saying? Now you go off a little happier. You got money to spend on a bottle at your table. Money to spend on all the bottle rats and et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> there it is. Okay, so I think. I think we're kind of in agreement. I think that they should at least be looking for somebody to come in and yeah. be ready for Philip. Oh yeah, but not necessarily get rid of Philip and start that person. Exactly. Um, and there's some they the um, the two quarterbacks from SoCal, um, USC. Darnold just declared himself. The quarterback from UCLA just declared himself. There's the guy from Oklahoma that won the Heisman. They're saying that he might be he might fall towards the middle or late round in the first to maybe go to the chargers um but that's good that you say that because i think that as some you don't want to set yourself up to where you ride philip out all the way through and not be prepared you want to have somebody there even philip was sitting under under drew for a couple years before he started oh yeah and drew was sitting under flutie for a couple years before he got his crack right definitely so yeah you, a, you see how you see how positive it is to have a quarterback in there for a couple years but it's got to have the mindset. That's why I said he has to be the right guy to pass the torch to. Somebody who's willing to learn, like Garoppolo was willing to learn, to sit there, swallow your pride, but understand that you're just learning from the best there is. Philip is, is going to be a Hall of Famer. Yes. So whoever learned from him, you're getting the, you know, the best tutelage you can get. Go out there and play like Philip. Maybe you have some other players that are around you that can surround you and uh, coaches that can help you develop into a, a, a winning championship team. You know, who's to say? But – I know Garoppolo benefited heavily from Tom Brady. He was the right guy to learn from Tom Brady, and now look at him. He doesn't have the right tools around him, but he's still making, you know, making it uh, apparent that his tutelage was great. Absolutely, learning was awesome. And I'm I'm glad the Niners traded for Jimmy G and they got Garoppolo. But I honestly don't think that the Patriots would have got rid of Garoppolo. They just realized that Tom Brady's still balling out of control. And they're sitting on a gold mine, so you might as well get some money for him. I don't think that would make no sense to me still. I mean, that doesn't. You, I don't you can't think, invest that much in a, that kind of a caliber player and wait, let him go. Well, I, I agree. Well, I agree with that. But they probably thought if we put three years into Garoppolo, if we put three years into Garoppolo, that'll be the time where Brady's old and he'll be ready to move on. Oh, she's got the mic now. What you gonna say about Tom Brady? You like Tom Brady? <laughs> <laughs> you, like, you like uh, the Raiders? <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, my daughter is not a Raiders fan. Mm-mm. She does not believe in the Tuck Rule. But let's, you know, that was a good break on the Chargers. The only thing I, I, I uh, the only other thing I have to say about the Chargers is if they strengthen up that run defense, they're going to be solid. Their secondary was dope. Philip continues to do things with mediocre talent around him. So if you do you get more offensive weapons and utilize him for the time you have him or do you go get the next quarterback? That's what will be interesting to see with the Chargers. And you still got hands. I saw you catch that baby right now. Good shit. Um, We started with the Chargers. We're going to breeze through the AFC West real quick just because that went a little longer. The, The Chiefs won the division. They're 10 and 6. They're in the playoffs. But my question about the Chiefs is what the fuck happened? They were like the last undefeated team in the league. Alex Smith is throwing the long ball. Everything looked hella good for the first, 
you know, almost half of the season for them. And then they took a shit. And then they fell off. And they kept getting their ass kicked or losing these games. And some people got hurt, this, that, or whatever. And then towards the end, once, once the Chargers got close to the Chiefs, then the Chiefs said, man, we got to we gotta shut this shit down and go ahead and win this division. So for the Chiefs, will the real Kansas City Chiefs please stand up this weekend in the playoffs because your whole 2017 season, it was just kind of suspect. You, you you got our hopes up being the last undefeated team, and then you now we don't know where the hell you're at. And now Alex Smith has left it wide open for them to go to the quarterback that they drafted this year in the first round next season. He made that quite easy for them to move on next year. I wonder what's going to happen with the Chiefs. Young team, young talent. Uh, you get off to a start where you're winning, you feel good, get comfortable, you stop preparing the way a veteran championship team is supposed to prepare. So, like I said, a team like the the Patriots, they're used to winning, but they're used to winning for a long time. They have older players that can teach the young guys this is what it takes to win. When you win, you work twice as hard the next week because you have to overcome yourself, complacency, and the next team. Yeah. It's a difference. So a young team like the Kansas City Chiefs, a lot of young, great talent. Yeah, your young talent came out, and people are not prepared for you. They don't know how to, to write a game plan to defend you. So they, they they get a lot of success early on. But then when people catch on, you only get you only get the Wildcat for about a half a season, and people catch on and start shutting it down. Right. So it's the same thing with new talent. Beginning of the year, your young teams are going to come in with some hot new players. Or they're going to light it up. And then they're going to create some kind of defense to stop these guys. And that's what happens every year. you got to have veterans that can teach these guys, hey, they're going to figure you out. So once they figure you out, what do you have in your, your uh, bag of tricks that can come out midseason? What else What comes out do? during playoffs? Yeah. What comes out the next year, your sophomore year? What comes out your, your contract year? There's new tools you have to constantly develop in order to stay relevant and above the curve of the NFL, which the curve will shut you down real quick if you don't have any kind of new elements. If you're one-dimensional, you're out of here. Yep. That's, that's longevity. That's what you have to learn as a young guy in order to stay on top of your game. Okay, I hear that. Um, and then the team that won the division last year and everybody thought was going to be a Super Bowl contender this year, the Oakland Faders, <laughs> um, finished the season 6-10. and 10. They clearly didn't live up to their expectations. They fired Jack Del Rio like 20 minutes after the fucking game. Like, homie, get yourself home on your own. Man, look, like, I, I love Jack Del Rio, but he should have he he put me on the team, man. <laughs> you should put me on the team, man. Okay, I'd have I mean, made a difference, man. Uh, you <laughs> not winning. Nah, wouldn't have. But still, but still, I'm Come just on, saying. Man. What I'm saying, what I'm, I'm, I'm reverting back to what I said earlier is that you got to have veterans on your team to teach people. Look, man, I know you want to be that star receiver, but you're a role player right now. You're just a special team guy right now. Mm-hmm. I learned the hard way. I wanted to ball out, be the star, whatever. But I'm a star. I learned that I'm not a star, but I never complained about doing both. I complain about not getting a chance to do both. I That's the thing about it. So you got to have veterans on your team and say, you know what? These young guys, look, come on, man. Let's just rally and just get the special going because we get this lockdown. It's going to make our team better, and we can win. Mm-hmm. We get more money if we make it all the way through the playoffs. Hey, what you want? You want money or you want to sit around in the offseason watching all the other, other homies on the team, uh, I mean, on other teams win these games? It, it, that's the, the Raiders. They, they needed veteran leadership to show them. Yeah. I think I thought that they were – We'll wrap them up. I thought that they were a season early last season. Last season season when they balled, I thought that it was one year premature. I thought that what they did last year they were going to do this year. They didn't. So they went back to being who they were. Um, But allegedly they're going to have John Gruden come back and coach the Raiders 
and they're somehow working it into – they've given him an offer he can't refuse to come out of the Monday night booth. I'm ooh, hearing they're ooh, giving ooh. him, like, ownership in the team yeah. and ownership all state. kinds of crazy shit. You're giving – you want this guy to be your coach so bad you got to make him part owner? Why would you not? Why, why not, though? Well, why that would That is the you? best thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh my John Gruden owning a team? Wow. That's an iconic person that you want to give ownership to a team because he's going to create that buzz that's going to get you out of the doldrums. The last yeah. time you went to the Super Bowl was with him. Yeah. You no, know, actually, the last time they went to the Super Bowl, he beat them. He yeah, was the, <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. I mean, shout out to our new sponsor, Shaquille O'Neal. You know, even though we're up-and-coming podcast, uh, he decided to uh, sponsor us uh, inadvertently and un- unbeknownst to him. Because <laughs> he sponsors everything else. Yeah. I mean, he, you know what I'm saying? He goes across his desk. Colin K.O.'s podcast needs sponsorship. Okay, I'll, I'll do it. This is what we're going to do right now. We're going to make, make this. Can you dig it? I mean, we can't be no... We can't be second place to the general. I mean, they suck. <laughs> Straight up, eh? They don't even pay the claims out. All right, this is Cali K.O. brought to you by Anchor. It's Thursday. We're going to try to get as much football shit in as we possibly can because the kids are starting to run the asylum right now, as the owner from the Texans might like to call it. You know what I mean? We can't so, have the inmates running the prison. Yeah, we can't have that. And right now, we're about to get outran in our own shit, so we're going to try to get as much as we possibly can before before they tell us to, to go screw ourselves. Quick, quick side note. Go I for it. I think that Cam Newton and the owner of the uh, Houston Texans have the same wardrobe. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the picture they used oh, on all the email blasts about the guy saying what he said, the comment he said, and that same picture they used for everybody just to see who he was, that was the same hat that, that uh, Cam Newton wore in his uh, interview. Everybody, make sure you Google those pictures. I'm sure he's accurate. And if he's not, you come back and you hit us up. But I think that was very spot on. There's a lot of similarities. It might not be spot on, but there's some similarities. That's pretty solid. Let's let's keep it on the West Coast. We're going to go NFC West. First thing that stands out to me about the NFC West is the Rams and the turnaround that they had. Going from being horseshit last year to now they're 11-5. They won the division. They are now in the playoffs. They got a coach that's younger than both of us. I mean, like 31 years old. He doesn't have a TV. All he does is eat, sleep, make plays, football, repeat. Like, that's what this fucking guy does. So, McShay, who is probably going to be the coach of the year. Uh, Goff, who everybody was ready to throw the towel in on him last year as his rookie in his rookie year, is doing his thing. Gurley's balling. He might be the MVP if they don't give it to Mr. Tom Brady. Like, what a turnaround for the St. Louis Rams. That was amazing. We'll see what happens with them in the playoffs. We talked about it earlier where I didn't know if, uh, like, we didn't know if they were for real, right? Like, are, is this a is they is this fluke or are they really going to hang with some of these good teams? They're in the playoffs. I guess we get to see. Good for the Rams. You got anything to comment on them? Yeah, I mean, uh, the Rams have been difficult uh, from the years that I've been with the, the Niners. Uh, ever since 2013, they started getting good. And they had a lot of great talent, uh, very great coaching. Their special teams have been something to reckon with. I remember uh, the year they gave uh, Seattle Seahawks uh, difficulty in St. Louis with their special teams uh, yeah, trickery. Right. With the, the fake trickery. punt? Yeah. 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 But uh, 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 Los Angeles Rams have been on the rise for, for quite some time now. And I think moving from St. Louis to, to L.A. sort of given that spark to, you know what, rejuvenated, fresh blood, new coach, young coach, uh, young blood. I think there's a lot of good things going up there. And um, 
I know uh, EJ Evero, Jero uh, Evero, was one of my coaches in San Francisco, who's now coaching with uh, the Rams. And I, I talked to him about uh, McShay, and he said, or McVeigh, whatever his name is. Yeah. Uh, Timothy McVeigh. Yeah. That's his name. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh. Timothy McVeigh. <laughs> Ooh, no. no, but serious, But in all seriousness, the the Rams are are, are they're they're not pretenders. The Ram, the Rams are, are contenders. I think they're really going to do something good in the playoffs. And I think it's good for the Rams fan base, the L.A. Rams fan base, because I. You know, our my buddy Wade, who's born born and raised L.A. guy, the Rams are his team. For him, it hurt him that the Rams left the L.A., went to St. Louis and won the Super Bowl, and he had to root for the St. Louis Rams. So now that they're yeah. back, good for L.A., they get one of their original teams. Other team in the NFC West, 9-7, and seven, the Seahawks. It looks like it's going to be the end of the Legion of Boom. They're getting older. They're getting hurt. And it looks like it looks like it's more and more going to be Russell Wilson's team, because with Sherman out this year, they had Cam Chancellor out this year. They were having a lot of injuries on defense. They don't, you know, beast modes up in Oakland. They didn't really have they the tools. Yeah, they messed up. Well, he retired. That's not his. That's not their fault that he retired. Like beast mode. Yeah. Like <laughs> you ain't making incentive for him to stay. Come I on, agree with he, that. He, he, uh, you know, he just turned 31 this year. Come on, man. Yeah. He don't really want to retire. I agree with that. Mr. Diener calling right now. Okay. Team, no. uh, wifey timeout. Yeah. All right, I'm going to keep it moving. So then the team that I really want to talk about in the NFC West is my Niners. They're sick. They finished the season 6-10, and 10, but they were undefeated in the last month of the season. They made the trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, and once he got in, he started balling. It was good. It was a very good thing to see that the Niners made that trade. The Niners started the season under controversy, of course, because of Colin Kaepernick situation last year, carrying over into this season, why he wasn't on a team. Um, they had a new head coach in Shanahan. They had a new GM in John Lynch. Um, they had a bunch of scrubs playing quarterback at the beginning of the season. And then they finally make the trade for Jimmy G. And he goes in there and he does his thug fizzle. Good for him, good for the Niners, good for the Niner fans that deserve to see a winning product on the field. Because as a Niner fan, I've been pretty salty with my squad ever since they agreed to let Jim Harbaugh go. You don't let a coach like that go. He was pretty dope. And if Kasim wasn't talking to Diener right now, he would let you know that the only reason he's not in the league right now is because they let Jim Harbaugh go. He still would have been on that team. Frank Gore still would have been on that team. Patrick Willis wouldn't have retired. Justin Smith wouldn't have retired. That team would not have dismantled had they not let Jim Harbaugh go. So it's so as a Niner fan, I'm upset because of that. But it's good to see that them turning around this year, at the end of the year, make the trade for Jimmy G and give the Niner fans what they deserve, which is effort from ownership to get a winning product hey, back on the field. How come you didn't pull the Frank card slash Trump card slash not Trump the president but slash Trump card the highest card in the deck and come up to San Francisco and, and come to some of these games, man? We had a brand new stadium, awesome team, we're doing well, going to playoffs, and you didn't elect to use the Trump card, player card, friend card to come and watch these games, man. You know why? Got kids, because nigga. at that time, <laughs> Jet... Was Kalea's age. I know, man. And I hey. couldn't go nowhere. Man. It wasn't going to happen. It's now, a monumental task down. to come over here. Look, you can barely get over to my house. You barely. think I would have got up to the bay? Like, <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Like, so... You understand it now. And it I'm, was a joke. I know. I'm teasing. Yeah, I know. I'm rough. I, oh, I was so I, mad. I, I, I wish know I how could. much of a fan you were, and it, it huge fan. It really would have. It would have been awesome to allow you to get in there and mingle with all these guys. Because, I mean, like you said, you were here with the Chargers. Chargers not your team, though. The Niners were your team. 
So to, to go to your team, to go back to my hometown area, right. the area of there, the Bay Area, Yay. and deal with all that, it was fun. I had a lot of oh. friends that came up to, to, man, I just wanted to come on the Niner Stadium one time. And then, you know what I'm saying, coming from Salinas, these guys' fans their whole life, and they get to meet Frank Gore, uh, Colin Kaepernick, uh, Vernon Davis. And one of my guys that grew up with since second grade in, in, in uh, elementary school, they were excited just just get a picture with Frank Gore. Not yeah. that was cool. And the whole time I'm thinking, man, Calvin would really like this right now. Yeah, no shit. Cal would, Cal would really like to have a steak dinner with Jim Harbaugh right now. Oh, are you kidding me? So, my, like Duke, so Duke, Duke and Maddie Matt had a chance to sit down and have a steak dinner with Jim Harbaugh. And Harbaugh's sitting there just talking, like, no, as if he's talking to friends, family, having a good old time. You, you did bless me with uh, being able to participate in some of your successes. Like, you took me out to South Beach when they had the the Pro Bowl out there. So I got to see Frank Gore out there, and I was so, like, just like, mm, that I didn't even, like, talk to the dude. And he was a cool dude, but I just was stuck on stupid. Like, it was a very overwhelming experience to be sitting there in the same hotel with every star and you in done, the NFL. You and Donovan Nav created a good little bond there where y'all was having a little riffraff back and forth. Yeah. Kind of funny. Me and Donovan and, uh, and DeMarcus, and DeMarcus Ware. Ware, yeah, That was a good one, man. That was fun. Um... So, yeah, it's good to see that the Niners are doing something good right now. They got Jimmy G. It looks good for them. I'm going to bring up the Niners in the Stay in Your Lane segment. I'm uh, <laughs> barring we get to it, you know, with Kalea here. But they're in the st- – I got a lot of love from my Niners, but there's a part of them that they need to stay in their lane. And then the last team in the, the NFC West is the Cardinals. They didn't finish in last place. They finished better than the Niners. But Carson Palmer just retired. Their coach, Bruce Arians, just yeah, retired. Man. Um, Old school. Like, what? Yeah. So they're they're going to be going through some things going into the next year. And I guess while Kalea's crying, it is time to go into the Stay in Your Lane segment, brought to you by Cal and KO. And the victims of the Stay in Your Lane segment are two players on the San Francisco 49ers, Joe Staley and Eric Reed. Ooh. The Niners had a very hot end of the season finish right they went undefeated when jimmy g got in there and started balling so after they they beat the jaguars in week 16 that's a playoff team Uh they beat the rams in week 17 a playoff team and the division rival and division leader eric reed says there ain't no team that would want to see us in the playoffs right now (laughs) joe staley goes I'm 100% sure that if we made the playoffs, we would be giving teams fits. <laughs> now, I understand that you finished the season hot, and I understand that you're my favorite team, but you 6-10, and 10, and by 6-10, and 10, I'm not saying you're a trash team, but that's a trash record, and you need to stay in your tucking lane. Like, as a Niner fan, what are y'all doing? What do you say to that? I mean, you know, the, the national bravado of any football players to say that your team is the best and you hit your stride, you're feeling good, you, should, you finish off the season on a positive note. A positive note is just a moral victory. And when I say moral victory, I'm just meaning you're not dog meat like you were at the beginning of the season. But you were dog meat. Now you're a dog treat. <laughs> <laughs> you went from kibble to begging trips. <laughs> but you're still in a doghouse nonetheless. You know what I mean? Cal and KO brought to you by Anchor. We're wrapping up this NFL Thursday edition of the show, but I can't wrap up this NFL Thursday edition of the show without talking about the NBA Wednesday edition of the show that happened just the night before. I got a lot of flack, me being Cal. I got a lot of flack 
for what I was saying about the Lakers. I got a lot of flack about what I was saying about the Rockets. And then I and then I got a little bit more flack about what I was saying about the dubs and then the arrogance that I had about how they're not going to lose a playoff series. Of course, bearing all things considered where they're not hurt. So considering the trash I was saying about Harden and the Rockets and Dan Tony, guess who they the Rockets faced in their game tonight without Harden? The Warriors. And the Warriors did not have Kevin Durant, but the Warriors still put it on him. It was a very close game for the first three quarters. For the first three and a half quarters, even, it's a very close game. whole lot of offense. But once it came to the championship minutes, once it came down to being very efficient with your offensive possessions, the Dubs did it, the Rockets didn't. When it came to being locked down on defense and shutting down the opposing offense from their efficiency, the Dubs did it. The Rockets didn't. Now, this is going to be an ongoing thing going for the rest of the season. Because everyone still thinks that the Rockets are the team that the Warriors got to worry about. They ain't. It's OKC, who just took an L.A. sweep over the last two days. They beat the piss out the Lakers last night on Wednesday. And now they just walked out of L.A. Beating the Clippers today on Thursday. OKC, if they get all they shit together as far as the Western Conference is concerned, will be the team that the Warriors have to worry about. Rockets are going to be a non-tuck-and-tucking factor. Bye, Felicia. They're probably going to lose to the Spurs. Just saying. But I told y'all. I hate to say I told y'all, but I told y'all. Anybody can hang with the Dubs on any given night. And you're probably going to be in the game for three quarters, three and a half quarters. When it comes to the championship minutes and the Warriors start to lock down on defense, are you still going to be able to get your offense? And once they slow down the game on offense, are you going to be able to stop them on defense? Probably not. Dub Nation. Yay, Larry! It's Callan KO on Anchor. We'll be back. We're going to finish up this NFL stuff on Friday, hopefully, assuming the kids let us and KO's not too busy in Hollywood. And then we're going to talk playoffs, and we're going to keep it pushing. Going strong into 2018. You guys have a good night. Deuces.